Good morning. Welcome to the first edition of the, I guess we're going to go with the Double Down Podcast. I, I, we said we'd call it live, but we're going to go with the Double Down Podcast. Uh, I'm, your, I'm your host, Nicholas Collier, joined alongside my new new friend and good friend, uh, oh, Sean Kelly. Yeah, right? Man, what's what's going on? Pro wrestling to one of our favorite things that we bonded over, how we met. Uh, we met acting, yeah. and then we got into pro wrestling, and we realized our passions, professional wrestling. We have a lot in common with it, so we wanted to make a special podcast dedicated to our belief system, our ideas of pro wrestling. Hopefully, we got some strong opinions to piss some of the people off online, but we got people that we can <laughs> with our opinions. So let's kind of see where things go. We have a lot to talk about today about professional wrestling, because we just had a huge major event this last weekend that we want to talk about and cover. And we're talking about just some of our own opinions and beliefs on some of our favorite wrestlers, our Mount Rushmore and such. So, yeah, no, man, it's it's. I don't think professional wrestling has ever been like in a long time. It's not been as hot as it is right now. Like it's it's, it's crazy. It's volatile. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things that doesn't make sense about pro wrestling right now that makes it awesome. Like three or four years ago, Edge was down with injury with his neck. Christian was retired. CM Punk was. MMA fighting and losing, uh, all these different things. And then fast forward, we have all this new talent. People are coming back. It's just, it's crazy how things have gone, how wild it's become since just the beginning of this year, really. So, and it's just now everyone feels like it's back into professional wrestling because of it. It's bringing the older fans back, bringing new people in, and then all the current fans are just loving it even more so. Right, right. No, man, it's it's wild. There's, there's, just the quality of wrestling too is like it's just at an all-time high. Oh my! There's, just, there's a little bit of 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 every style. Like there's you know there's like that old school wrestling. wrestling. And there's you know this high this high flying, like just spot monkey stuff everywhere. Like there's just like ever there's something to please everybody now, and it's awesome. Oh for sure, the strong style, high flying, hardcore, deathmatch wrestling, new. I mean, there's legit. There's almost like ten different flavors of wrestling, and I don't know which one's my favorite. And I'm not going to lie, hey, it's all my favorite. Maybe sometimes I'm going to be in a weird mood. I want to watch, you know, some some WWE matches. Sometimes I want to watch some CCW hardcore death matches. I don't know, man. There's just a lot of wrestling right now. And I'm overwhelmed because I have, like, almost six days of professional wrestling a day. And I don't have enough time throughout the week to watch it all. So right, right. It's a good problem to have, though, all I got to say. Yeah, man, it's, I mean, there really is. There's wrestling every day of the week. Like between you know you know WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, NWA, TNA, Impact. Like I mean seriously, every I mean Monday through Saturday, a lot of the times there's mm-hmm. there's something to watch. And that's not counting all the ones online that you can all the gyms you can find like PWG mm-hmm. stuff and uh, all like the little the very deep territorial indie wrestling that there is too. So you can legit every day watch professional wrestling, and that's that sounds heavenly to me, my friend. So. Oh, dude, it's it's awesome. Like I said, there's there's no better time to be a professional wrestling fan than right now. Oh, for sure. I could I could not agree more. So so far, we're agreeing with everybody. Agree with each other. <laughs> it sounds like a good thing. So I, I'm I'm sure once we get into it a little bit more, it'll, it'll that that'll change. Oh, we'll probably sure. we'll probably never we'll have a podcast. <laughs> it'll be the first only edition of uh, a double down podcast before we start uh, start a turn on him, Marty Gen- or Shawn Michaels to Marty Eddie style. <laughs> I'm sorry. You are the Marty Janetti to my Shawn Michaels. I'm gonna be Janetti. Yeah, you're gonna make me Janetti. Everyone's gonna. Need, oh everyone man, needs, it's cold blooded. Everyone needs a Janetti. That's all I'm saying. Everyone needs a Janetti. Oh man, there's always one. That's that's <laughs> cold. That's cold, man. 
All right, man. I guess we'll get into a little bit more, just a little bit of an introduction of, of ourselves and sure and such. If if you want to go first, by all means. All right, I'll give you I'll give you all a small synopsis of who I am. My name is Sean Michael Kelly. I'm a professional wrestling fan as long as I remember. Watched it with my mother. Watched it with my grandmother. Watched it with my grandpa. They used to watch the Territory Days. They were into people like Jeff Jarrett, Jerry Lawler. Of course, I grew up watching professional wrestling really young. And I mean, I it was it was that that was all I wanted to talk about. It's all I ever wanted to do. It's all I ever really watched. Like I still get flack today when I go and we talk about like pop culture, and they're like, "Well, what do you know?" Because I don't know music. I don't know a lot of other stuff. I'm like, I know pro wrestling. I can tell you everything about pro wrestling. <laughs> if there was a doctor or a college for professional wrestling, I would have went and I would have got my doctorate, my masters, all that stuff. Um, I I really enjoy it. Um, the thing is, I'm going to OVW here soon to train. Actually, in like a legit a week from today, a week from today. Oh shoot! I didn't realize it was that morning. soon. I know. I'm not. I am ready, but I'm also not ready. Uh, <laughs> 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 prepared. Um, and I'm just really into it, man. But I'm. I'm not gonna lie. A lot of people like professional wrestling really like uh, indies and the alternatives. And I'm a big WWE guy. I've always been that. I like the indies. Mm. I like other companies. But I'm. I'm probably gonna be called a WWE mark. I'm so fine with that because it's the way I can bear. I can take that and run with it. But um, yeah. but yeah. So I want to be a professional wrestler. I've done acting and some other stuff. So just a little bit overall, I just love wrestling. So, so yeah. So what about Nikki? What about Nikki over here? Yeah, no. Uh, my name's Nick Collier. I've uh, uh, again, I've also been a professional wrestling fan. Uh, not necessarily just like hardcore, just like Mark, but like kind of it kind of came and went. Like it. Like, growing up, you know, as a kid, you know, I feel like a lot of kids were pro wrestling fans. Uh, and I got up to, I want to say, like, middle school, and then it just, for whatever reason, it just died off. Like, like just like that passion just went away. Mm-hmm. And then I got to college, and I started dating a girl who was actually going to, it was SummerSlam 2015. Or, yes, 2015. Yes, yes. I had to, I had to think about the years. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to go watch uh, SummerSlam if you want to come. I was like, wait, like SummerSlam, right? She goes, yeah. She said, do you watch W? I was like, I haven't watched in like seven years. So like I'm totally down. And it was when, uh, I believe it was when Rollins went over Cena for the, dub- for the double belt. Okay. So like, like the white gear. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I just, I remember watching everything. I was like, everything's so different. But, like, in a good way. Like, I had to, like, sure. learn all these new, like, all these new names. Um, and then I fell back in love with it, man. And so much so, I ended up getting in the ring for, like, two years, which was a, a, an absolute blast. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You, you, I've seen some of your still shots. And you with the long hair and the blue the blue attire, you look like. Oh, dude, I had, like, I had like the look, girl. man. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. No, and then I worked a little bit on the production side. I worked camera. I directed a couple shows uh, for some local independent uh, companies back home. And it's, I've kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything in the, uh, in the, the business. wrestling world. Most definitely, man. Definitely. And it's fun. That's wild, though. 2015, I remember watching that pay-per-view. And uh, it was just, that was, that wrestling then was pretty cool, too. But everyone, I feel like, goes through periods of watching some being super invested and then kind of dying off. I'm more of a yeah. reader than watcher anymore because I feel like there's yeah. so much. But uh, back in the, I feel like every time you got to junior high, wrestling wasn't cool anymore. 
you wanted you were like yeah. oh I'm, I'm not gonna talk about wrestling because oh it's it seems nerdy or weird or hillbilly and then right when you get older you're like no this shit's awesome fuck them people yeah I yeah yeah <laughs> so I, I, I was a closet wrestling fan for years so i get it i understand yeah no man we uh i think it was I'm trying to think sixth grade we had a group of guys in our first period we were all a huge march we loved wrestling so we would actually have quote unquote wrestling matches before our teacher would get in oh my god yes. to class of wick we would we would make so we would make we would take uh like just like copy paper and uh we tape it together and we would i would draw out the belts and so we had like four different championships and we would have full-on matches and it was great until our teacher got there early one day, and here we are in the middle, like giving someone like a stone cold stunner, and she's like, "That's gonna stop." We had to like qu- cut, cut it out like really quick, but it man, it was a it was a blast. Junior high, I mean, we had you know trampoline wrestling and everything. Oh yeah, dude. I I didn't do the trampoline stuff, but we had like uh, legit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I lived in a trailer park when I was real young, and we had like the yeah. legit like uh, it was like backyard pro wrestling stuff. We were smacking each other with sticks. Barbie, oh yeah, Morris. we did all that crap. And see, I, it's I, starting to make sense why you're such a deathmatch guy. Yeah, because you I guys just, were putting on deathmatches as kids. I was. <laughs> I, I was, you know, the dude love uh, videos of Mick Foley jumping off shit like that. Yeah. That's what inspired me, probably. You know, jumping off shit, hitting each other with hard stuff. I just loved that. I was just, and we would always get like a little boombox and play our music. But there's only like yeah. one of six things you could. Pick. So we all had the same theme song for a long time. Right, right. But right. Uh, I love. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, dude, we the we had a trampoline and it had the the netting around it. Oh yeah, the cage. And yeah, the cage. So we, so we every, every match every match was a steel cage. Um, and then it was all and it was great because after time because we had we'd beaten the absolute hell out of this trampoline, a side of the netting started to fall. So naturally, we learned we could do superplexes off of ladders onto the trampoline. Because there was enough clearance, so yeah. the last match we the last match we did, I got superplexed to drop the belt. Dude, it was, I'm I'm just I'm oh, so man. mad that we we didn't have like iPhones or anything like back back then. Because man, we would have had some we would have had some five star classics, man. Oh yeah, freaking Dave Meltzer, you know seven star <laughs> match. Omega and Okada uh, have nothing on Nick. Nick and his junior high friends. <laughs> Oh man, dude, we we put on some we put on some 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 instant classics, slobber knockers. So, who what some of the wrestlers that inspired you, Nick? So, who's some of your favorite wrestlers? Uh, well, we'll go current first, and then we'll go all time. All right, current. Okay, so current, um, CM Punk. Okay. that's a given. Oh yeah. Uh, I actually got my Kenny Omega shirt <laughs> on when he won the uh, IWGP US title. I actually bought two shirts from that. From that, uh, from that run, but Kenny, I love Kenny Omega. I just love what he does in the ring. He's just such a good storyteller. Um, I love Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. He's just so entertaining to watch, and um, I'm a. I love Seth Rollins. I, he's he was one of the guys that helped bring my passion back to the business. Yeah, right. And and then AJ Styles. I've I love because I remember yeah. watching the Royal Rumble whenever he debuted. That was that was crazy. a huge pop, dude. I, I didn't believe it was him. Like I, I really didn't think it was him because I, because I remember AJ rocking like the biker shorts with like like my hair length. Yeah. Like I, I didn't remember because it had been so long. I didn't know that he'd grown his hair out. Oh yeah. So like when I really started getting into AJ Styles was when, and this sounds so silly, but like I watched some of his stuff prior to this, but mm-hmm. I really liked him when Christian Cage debuted in TNA, 
And he Tomko came in the AJ team with Tomko, so it was the Christian Coalition. And Christian was this kind of this dumb, goofy young guy, and he had like the, yes, the long time, no, I remember the longer that. Hair, like the shorter hair, and he started growing it out. And that's why I started liking him because I thought, man, this guy can go. And um, mm. I like Styles. Yeah, it, it was wild with the Royal Rumble because, like, I didn't know it was going to be him. I because. I kind of read rumors, but I was kind of like, that's not going to happen. That's far that's Right, great. right. That's that's, there's no way. And then he came out, and, like, I get goosebumps every time I watch that video, like, legitimately. And it's just, oh, it, dude, it was yes. one of the best Royal Rumble debuts. I It's only Royal Rumble debut I can really think of, but it's one of the best debuts in the last 10 years, 15 years, whenever it was. Time's yeah. gone by so fast, I don't know how long he's been wrestling there. Right. That was 2016, I believe. 2016. So that's just... It's one of my favorites, man. Let me, let me fact check that, but fact check. Yeah, uh... but man, no style. I agree with John Styles. A lot of your picks are actually on my list. Um, I'll go through my current ones real quick. Even though I feel like two of mine are cheating, um, Christian Cage is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But he's currently a wrestler, so I'm like, obviously, he's going to be one of my current wrestlers. I yeah. like watching because I I can't get enough of him. He's one of the most, I think underrated wrestlers i know a lot of people think he's not that good but i think he's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic um no waste movement in the ring great on the promo great on the mic um just a fantastic wrestler i don't know just overall punk i mean uh punk's one of my favorites yeah. he was always one of my favorites he's the reason why i got probably trouble in high school um, <laughs> <laughs> um but no punk's always always been a guy great on mic. so there's a recurring theme i like a lot of promo I'm more of a promo you, you like, guy. You like promo heavy guy, yeah. yeah because it's just you, a guy can wrestle, a guy cannot wrestle anybody. But the minute someone steps on a microphone, it's totally different magic entirely. It's like goes back to the old like, like the old kind of wise tale. Like they can teach you to wrestle, but they can't teach you how to talk. Exactly. And the thing is, if you can't talk, you can you can carry yourself by talking. And perfect. A wrestler, you can, I really you like. can only get so far in the ring. Oh, for alone. sure. One of my favorite wrestlers, other than he's not on my list, but just unrelated, that cannot wrestle. He can wrestle, but he's not deemed as a wrestler. It's Enzo Morik, but he can talk. He he could. Bro, Enzo can talk the best shit I've ever he, heard. He could legit send bloody ta- sell bloody tampons to girls with white gloves, and I would buy it. Like I just everything he said, <laughs> I genuinely believe. And because he is such a, a goddamn lunatic, and I just I, oh I still God. watch his promos when he cut a promo on Jerry the King Lawler for their uh, casket match. I watch yeah. stuff currently. He's just he's one I'm just like. He's per- a perfect promo guy. But uh, unrelated, oh, yeah. it's not on my list. But Christian Cage, Sam mm-hmm. Punk, uh, Finn Balor. Duh. Finn Balor is one of my favorites, too. Um, yeah. I remember when he debuted um, helping Hideo Itami in NXT. That was a yes. big deal. That was another, like, when NXT was still kind of, like, developing. That was they, were, they were still a baby. Yeah. He came in, and they were like, holy crap, it's Prince Devitt. And, like, they're like, holy crap. And then... In Kenta, it was just an awesome time to be an NXT watcher. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna say two more because I have ten here, but there's so many to pick from. Yeah. No. The, the, the I did think I did cut mine down too. Yeah. Malachi Black. I think. Oh, he's so long. good. He's he's so good. Great promos. Good luck. Uh, killer in the ring. Everything. And he's he's a legit like a, a shoot. I'm also a shoot fighter. He's like you could he could yeah. fight someone legitimately and kick their no, head like, off. He, yeah, no, he's like one of those guys. Like, if I like, if I walked down the wrong alley and I saw him, I'd be like, okay, cool. This is like, this is the end. Like, I'm gonna make my peace. Tommy, like, I'm yeah. not walking out alive. Yeah, no kidding. No, he's just so. No. It is just so. I I don't know everything about him. He has this aura. 
and I don't want to say it's like an Undertaker aura, but it's very much that. He's, it's that same kind of vibe. It's yeah. Like that mis- like, and the thing I like about him, like right now, is that this long term, long term storytelling he's doing, with his eye. No, it's great. Where. Because he, because that whole spot happened in WWE, like right before he got released, yeah. And then he, he debuts in AEW, and then he's like, he still like has like the black eye, mm-hmm. and then is slowly grown to like it's like it's like almost like half his face. It's now, like an which infection. Is, it's wild. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm I really, really like excited it. to see where he goes with it. Oh yeah, because he he's always been. I watched like where uh, listened to one of his him on like I think talk is Jericho, and he talks about how he like he likes drawing things out and not wasting anything and it makes so much sense because he's still like it's almost like coming up with a story and then halfway through you're like i'm done writing the story you'll never touch it he's like i'll do the story now a little bit a little bit later a little bit later and it just makes this cohesive long-term uh booking and i love it um that's why i like him and then i guess my last pick uh is probably I'm gonna do a weird one. It's Dexter Loomis because I watch everything he has if he's on TV. Okay, no, uh, I have so I haven't I haven't watched NXT like in a hot minute, um, but I see all the like the like the uh, like the vignettes and the packages that they've been posting about about him, and uh, oh my god, that whole arc is so funny. Yeah, I just I've always liked him. <laughs> it's so entertaining. Him and uh, what's her face, the the the, the dream couple. Uh, but what's is it? In- is it Indy? Indy Hart- Hartwell. So that that name sounds right. It could be wrong. I'm not gonna lie. Women going. wrestlers, I'm still fifty fifty on an NXT. I, I, yeah. It's not I'm sexist. It's just because I don't. The names escape me. I remember any woman on the main roster. I have a hard time with women at AW keeping names. It's it's Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell. That was Indy Hartwell because then she dressed up like as Razor Ramon. I thought that's fucking awesome. I love yeah. her. But De- I watched Dexter when he was doing like the gut check in NXT as Samuel mm-hmm. Shaw. And then he did the like the, the American Psycho Dexter character there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like, and then he came over here, and I was like, "That's a like I thought he would be one of them character wrestlers that, and this sounds awful, that would never make a good transition and go to WWE because yeah. he seemed so he was so invested in his character and he did it so well." But they were like, "I thought they would see him as one dimensional, but he's not. He's fantastic. He's funny. Yeah. He's he's serious. He's dark." Um, but he's yeah, that's probably one of these. Every time he's on TV, I'm like, click. I'm gonna watch it every time. Right. But uh, but yeah, Dexter. All right, I could. Go ahead, man. I knew I was go- I knew I was gonna do this, but I'm gonna add two more people <laughs> to my list. So, um, orange freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Oh wow. Yeah. So so funny. Yeah. And I like I remember when I first saw like his stuff, like whenever he was uh. I'm trying to think. I think it was the match with him and Jervis Cottonbelly. Yeah. And where they did when Jervis rocked him to sleep. And it yeah. was like the super slow pace. Oh, oh, dude, it's so fun. So, um, one of the shows that I worked and, and I directed, um, so I it was it was live to tape, but I was so I was like so but it was all it was all my like like I was on camera, I edited, I did I did everything for that. But um one of the guys, uh, his name is Casey King. Um, he's. Um, I'm gonna go a quick shout out to him, man. He's, he's awesome. King? He he. Oh, dude, he uh, he helped. He helped kind of take me under his wing. Helped me kind of learn the business a little bit. Great guy. Um, but he he wrestled Jervis on that show, and to this day, it's one like I told him I was like, dude, this is one of my favorite matches I've ever watched. It's, I'll have to I'll have to send you the link to it because it's Please really do. funny. Oh, uh, but no, Jer- Jervis is is great. But but that was the first time I'd seen anything with with Orange Cassidy, and I was like. 
what in the hell is going on here? Because like I mean, he because he would like back then when he was still indie, he would he would wrestle with his glasses still on and his hands wouldn't come out of his pockets. So like it was like it was different, but like in a in a weird way. And I was about it. You were about it. You liked the fresh squeeze. Uh, so and then um, his uh, so I was at work yesterday, and we just have this running playlist at work, and it changes every so often. And his music hit, and I just poked up like this, and then I just went. <laughs> and just like gave like the just like the half ass like, the th- like thumb. thumbs up <laughs> oh dude I was I was like oh my god like I'm an Orange Cassidy mark now exactly you marked yourself out in the middle of a dude it was so work. but he no he's entertaining as hell man and then um so this is this is the first tag team I'm putting on my current favorites but uh it's the Jurassic Express okay I love them so much. They're so fun to watch. Oh my gosh, yeah. I like Luchasaurus. He's one of them wrestlers. Luchasaurus? I, I remember seeing him for the first time. I said, what in the hell is going on? He's the but, Oh my god, he's kicks, awesome. Moonsaults. He's strong. He's quick. He's... He has a fantastic gimmick and look. That's the one thing about him I really like. He will yeah. always stand out in my mind. You know, they're like, I mean, oh, it, like it's, yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy like how well like some of the gimmicks like that, like, it still gets so over, and that's a one that like if you if if another company did that and they didn't do it well enough, it'd be one of the worst gimmicks imaginable. But because I mean, like, it, because that guy is you know because he was in Lucha Underground as um, yeah that's right that's a, right a different name in Lucha Underground. Of course, he was in NXT too, but he didn't have that gimmick. Uh-huh. But then he went there, and it just it started to morph, and it was super serious. Now it's kind of like quasi comedy, but it worked because he's so. I don't know, it's just such a cool gimmick for him. He's just yeah. it's a very interesting character. So Luch and then Jungle Boy, I mean everything I've seen him do is fantastic. And then of course mm. being the son of uh one of the soap opera actors, um uh, I always say Luke Perry. It's Luke Perry. I always say Matthew. It's Luke Perry. Perry. I always get yeah, to it's Luke, Perry. Luke Perry. It's Luke Perry, who um which That's is just, crazy. He looks just like him. And now it's wild. Yeah. And then uh, Jungle Boy's just—he at first I—I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw him, I had no interest in him. I thought, oh, this, he's gonna—he's gonna Well, so- for both of them, it was just like it was like, oh, I was like, these will be like your mid-card jobbers, like whatever. Yeah. And then they got, and then they put them together, and then and then add, uh, was it uh, Marco Stunt? Yeah, Marco Stunt, L- little little boy. <laughs> Dude, he's so—he's just like a little ball of energy. Yeah. And he just like never stops, and it's awesome. Also, so um, Luchasaurus's under uh, Lucha Underground name was Austin uh, Madelson. It was either Steve Payne or Austin Madelson. It's or no, it was Austin Madelson. Sure, it wasn't. Like, is, I thought it was something to do with Snake, but it could have. It could be that. Okay, that may just be his normal name. Because I know he was Jordan Devlin in NXT, and then yeah. and he was a part of the Snake Tribe in Lucha Underground, which uh, Vi- it's it's either Pindar or Vibora. The second one, Vibora. Vibora, okay. Yeah. Yeah, his yeah. mask in that is awesome. Like... Not Jordan Devlin. Jordan is the Irish guy. That's so cool. Judas Judas Devlin, I think, or something. But no, his mask but, in that thing. Judas Devlin. I said Jordan Devlin. I was like, wrong guy. Yeah. Jordan Devlin's dude trained by, trained by Finn Balor. Um, yeah. But Judas Devlin. So he was... No, he's he's interesting, man, for sure. Um. We can name two more. I guess I'll do two, and I won't explain them because they'll probably explain themselves. I'm a huge yeah. Andrade fan. Like, man, he's fun. He's fun to watch. Like, if I if like if I got to the point of being signed to a major company, 
I would want something of like his aura. Like he, he what's funny that there was a kid, uh, we had a, like a wrestling party one time and there was kids there that I didn't know. Well, I left and I guess I started watching, I can't remember if it was SummerSlam or Money in the Bank. The one that my mom called me and says, one of these kids thinks you're on TV. I said, who is it? She's like, some Hispanic wrestler. Because I had my man bun and long beard. Oh, so, yes, no. I was like, yeah, I kind of guess I look like Andrade. So I thought that was really funny. Um, but I like his work. I, he was His NXT matches were fantastic. His matches in uh, like AAA, CMML, all of them were fantastic mm-hmm. too. But I, I, of course, I, I see more of him in NXT in the Americas versus Mexico. Um, yeah. But he's so... He's great. He's fantastic. He's good, man. He's um, good work. And I'm going to butcher. I actually t- I told myself I was going to say his name because I butcher it every time. But I'm just going to say uh-huh. it's the, the Russian kid who fought Walter and. Um, oh, uh, Dragonoff. Yeah, Dragonoff. I love his work. I think he. Dude, I, I went with- back and watched that match with Walter. Holy shit. And, like, I thought I, Walter to me is so so. But he he does look he is devastating he's and that's what and this kid this kid is great he sold everything very yeah. well it was like he was getting killed um, yeah and like he's one of my I, I watch him I watch this kid a lot because he's just he reminds me down on my kid he reminds me of Chris Benoit he reminds me of like those old school kind of the like old school like like technical wrestlers yeah like hard nosed suplexes punches it's it's not a lot of style but he has a little bit of style to him too but I like yeah. him a lot and he just. He has a good look, like a solid, <laughs> a solid. He's you know the blonde, the blonde hair, the like the, the yeah. old school like um like legit nineteen forties pro wrestler, like the weird puff right. chest and the very deep. Yeah, yeah, he just he's kind of a throwback, but I like him. So he's another guy. I, I think he could really shoot fight, and I wouldn't mess with him. Hardcore, hardcore. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with him or Walter. Like those dudes. Are Walter, I seen his chops. Beasts. He would. He is. He could kill a guy with that thing. Walt, could, Walter could would would chop me one time. Be like, all right, man, that's it. I'm done. Uh, I, was, I was like, throw the X, man. I'm done. I can't <laughs> do it. He just caved in my chest. Like every rib <laughs> is broken. My body. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. If it was Zack Saber Jr. for uh, but he chopped. I think it was on on Walt Culture Pro Wrestling, and he chopped him. And the, and he, the guy, I think he took like a backflip bump. Like he went inside out on a chop. I think I did see that. Was that in PWG? It, it was PWG. I thought it, they did a spot like that in What Culture Pro Wrestling. Yeah, they could have done it. When it was, I forgot What Culture Wrestling was a thing. I forgot about man, it. Man, I remember watching. I watched. I watched the episode when Cody went over for the for the YouTube title. Yeah. So that was that was crazy to see like Cody go because that was right after he left WWE. Yeah, that was when he started hitting the, the. He was hitting his list. He made that list of yeah. things he wanted to do. Yeah. Forgot about What Culture. Did he? Uh, he fought. He fought Kurt Angle at Walk Culture Wrestling as well, correct? They had a match. That was like one of the first yes. matches. So, yeah. Was a I think that, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, question all time now. Who's somebody who. Okay. All time. So, um, we're, we're going to start up the list and we'll go, we'll go by decade. I'll, I'll limit myself to 10 total. Okay. So, we'll start in the 80s. Uh,. In the eighties, uh, let's see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Ric Flair. Okay. Flair Flair's just his, just like his his he's just so good on the mic. He's got all the charisma. He's just he's like he he knows how to he knew how to work a crowd. Oh yeah, he he's someone that legit 
he's probably on everyone's. He should, really should be everyone's Mount Rushmore. He should be on everyone. Like, yeah, like if if you had to like break it down into like like four like a true Mount Rushmore like a like four guys like Flair I feel like would be on every, like should be on everyone's list because he he pretty much he's, he what's just messed up he took someone else's gimmick made it work lived it and like not only that he was a fantastic wrestler his promos are the more probably most emulated promos of all time his catchphrase oh is probably God, one yeah. of the most used catchphrases of all time everyone yeah. knows who the guy is he may not put wrestling on the map i think Hulk Hogan put wrestling on the map and yeah but flair epitomized being the guy the be the, the man yeah. he was the man before becky lynch ever thought about being the man so, uh, <laughs> and i felt like to me like He's he's a limousine ride and jet flying, wheeling, dealing. He's all that, and it's just yeah. it was so believable. And it almost his life imitated art, or art, his art imitated life because then he started doing the things like his character did. Yeah, multiple wives, uh, getting into some risque shit, which I love. I think that's it's just he took it <laughs> so far and it became him. He's a personification mm-hmm. of. Well, it's, like, it's like one of the it's one of those things they said that like the best character is when you just turn yourself up to eleven. Like that's that's yeah. that's what he did. He just he he brought out those just like those very energetic parts of him, and it just it got. It, I mean, it, like I said, we're still talking about him to to this day. Like it's crazy. Yeah, for sure, man. And every and people in wrestling don't know who he is. People that mm-hmm. like I remember they made a rap song what like three or four years ago, and he was in. And I'm just like what in the hell? And then like and then he's it was uh, the Ric Flair drip by the I think he's been some yeah. minor. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. And uh, just everyone knows who that is. Like that, yeah. that's one of the names that I said, oh, do you know who Ric Flair is? Like, oh, yeah, that, the old wrestler guy. So, And, of course, he's yeah, a 16 yeah. title champion. Mind you, mm-hmm. some of them title – maybe we'll eventually we'll talk about those title reigns because some of them mm-hmm. I really feel like don't mean anything, but he still right. is a 16 champion nonetheless. So, so 90s. Then, we think the 90s yeah. now. So 90s, all-time favorite 90s guy. It's got to be Stone Cold. Okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That, that was my guy. That was my old man's guy growing up. So like I mean I like the jean shorts like, dude I Stone Cold's my guy. I mean Stone I mean Stone Cold's another one that's like, like I like I know that's a very late that's like mid to late nineties so like it's like, kind of have that same I mean but like it's it's still like he's like when I think nineties man I think I think Attitude Era and I think Stone Cold. Well, the thing about him, though, he was in the 90s or out. He was stunning Steve Austin, superstar Steve Austin, mm-hmm. the ringmaster. I mean, if you look at all yeah. his bodies of work, all his bodies yeah, of work were solid until that, and then he was stone cold and it became like, it, it was fantastic. And it was that it was that promo at King of the Ring, man. Exactly, the Austin 316. I just whipped your ass, which is... Talk about your subs. Talk about your John 316. Austin 316 said, I just whooped your ass. <laughs> which crazy that he almost so good that you know it was gonna yeah. be h it was gonna be trips and yeah trips, trips did the curtain call and was like okay we're changing the stone cold and you're like all right which is great it kind of worked out but like yeah we could have had a very different we could have it could have went very different entirely but oh yeah i agree with you uh stone cold and when you think 90s you think him the rock Goldberg and I, I gotta say Hulk Hogan. So those are the four characters you think of when you think of the. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you Hogan because legit he was Hollywood Hogan. That was he was Hollywood Hogan he and was, then the NWO. Yeah. So I mean he yeah, I'll give you that. And those four guys were they they were the Monday Night Wars legit. So to me, if you guys think about the attitude, you guys think about the dudes 
the, the Ted Turner guys. You know what I mean? Like those were the top the top dudes. So two yeah. so two thousand. Okay, so two thousands. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a couple in here because there's there's a lot in the two thousands. That that is, I mean, that, that's my that's my childhood growing up. So the first wrestler that I actually like myself liked was Kurt Angle. So Kurt, Kurt Angle was my was my very first favorite wrestler growing up. Oh, he's he's he sucks. <laughs> no, no uh, that was my that was my first guy uh, that I like. I really stuck to, and then. Um, I uh Jeff Hardy, Hart, uh, I mean, that's a given. That's my be- one of my best friends. That's his favorite guy. Yeah, that's why I feel like uh, he- I want him on the podcast because you two will click about a bunch of stuff. But go on. Oh god, yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw Edge in there because I love the rated R superstar stuff, okay. man. I remember hating Edge as a kid. Like they did such a good job with his like with his heel work. He's just, he was just such a good mm-hmm. heel. So like I, I remember like despising Edge as a kid, and like be, and then like when he came back, I was like, oh my god, it's Edge! So like I still like that emotional attachment <laughs> to that character. So like it's it's awesome. Um, then here here's my here's my wild card spot. I'm putting the Motor City Machine Guns in my in my all time 2000s list. Okay. I love the Motor City Chris Machine Guns. And They're Alex saving Kelly. Alex Shelley. Yeah, My God, I they, loved their work in TNA, in early TNA, man. They were so fun to watch. Now they, I remember they had some killer matches with uh, Team 3D, a.k.a. Bubba and Devon Dudley. Um, yeah. They had a lot of innovative tag teams that I really liked. Man, like they, one they of my helped, favorite tag they moves. helped like, create like that X Division. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, one of my favorite tag team moves with them is when... Uh, I can't remember if it was Shelly or Saban, but they would do, like, not the Moodle lock, but they would go, like, into the Moodle lock, and the other dude would drop kick him in the mouth, and then they'd also... Yes! Do, like, the no, I, yeah. He would do the backslide pin, and the other guy uh-huh. grabs the legs, goes over. It was such a shitty uh-huh. pin. That was one of my favorite pins. So I'm like, that's... You get hit with that. that you could be you could be no damage or 100% damage. You're always going to get pinned by that. Right. So, yeah. but I had a lot of cool, innovative offense that I liked. Uh-huh. Um, I liked Shelly when he did the camera stuff, the paparazzi stuff. I thought that was funny. Yeah, Kevin Nash. I thought that was. Um, I thought that was great. So no, okay. yeah, no, that, that that was that was one of my favorite. Like outside, of, like the Hardy Boys, like that was my tag team growing up. I love Motor City. <sighs> I, I see. Guys. I see why. I see why they're very. The, the machine guns, the motor, uh, motor City, Murder City machine guns. Uh-huh. They're very much the modern. They were a more modern take of the Hardys in the nineties. Like, I mean, yeah, they like, they were. Let's make them. Let's make the Hardys in the two thousands. Let's change them a little bit to make it more modern. Boom, Motor City right. machine guns. But that would be great. Yeah, they were great. I forget about them all the time. But that was like a very very good tag team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we'll move. I'm trying to think if there's anyone from the two thousands I'm missing. Fuck it, I'm, I'm putting Hornswoggle on the list. I fucking loved Hornswoggle. I'll, okay, okay. Well, now I have I have one person because you said him. But it's, <laughs> the reason he reminded me is because they ne- they've never okay they fought maybe once. They actually actually did a spot at Mania together, and I think about it. But uh, the storyline with the bastard son, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I hate, I yes, hate that it. was it was so stupid. You just like all of a sudden like. And it was funny because Trips was like Trips. The, the best thing from that was Trips laughing so hard, and like and like Hornswoggle holding onto Vince's leg, and Vince looked just so visibly pissed. That's why. Yeah, the, no, it was that came out so of funny. Then and then my last my my last one from the from the two thousands was the Hurricane. 
I, I still love the hurricane. It's one of my favorite gimmicks of all time. So the superhero gimmick is usually dead. That that was a gimmick that no one could get over, and I feel like he was it, the closest one to getting it. Like it was over, but like doing well with it. I don't I don't think anyone gimmick. expected it to get over. I mean, for Christ's sake, he he has a, a win over The Rock on Monday Night Raw. He almost double choke slammed uh, Stone Cold and Triple H at Royal Rumble. Almost. So I gotta say, is who yeah. else has done that? I'm just yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, it was I, I liked his work as Gregory Helms, like when he was like the, when he was like a when, heel. Yes, I liked his yeah. work. Yeah, really. It was back I in the really cruiserweight division. Yeah. yeah, he he was the cruiserweight division. He was the longest. Mm-hmm. He was the longest reigning champion. At that time, I think he even beat JBL's WWE reign. I could be wrong, so someone will, you know, one of the smart marks watching or listening will mm-hmm. fact check me. Um, but I think he had one of the longest reigns, and he also just one of the best cruiserweight champs, I believe. But oh god, yeah, he had a cool look too. I don't know, something about a trench coat and a beanie. I just thought that was cool as shit. It was. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. <laughs> like, um, but all right, Hurricane Helms, Hurricane 2000. So who's some of your? I guess. 2010s to 20s, or uh, or I guess, we'll, we'll call it, it we'll, we'll call it modern day. We can call it modern day. Okay. So, uh, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Edge and Christian, and Kenny Omega. Of course. We'll get those out of the. We'll get those out of the way because those were. I mean, those are kind of given. Um, I absolutely love Zack Ryder or Matt Car- Cardona or whatever what he's going by now. I love his stuff. He's so entertaining to watch. And his stuff with with GCW. When he came out dressed as ECW Vince McMahon, I I lost my shit. It was so funny. That was... He did every type of heel thing you could think of. I liked how he came out and tried to act like Moxley. Because Moxley, every time somewhere... Yes, no, I I remember when he did that. Yes. Yeah, he came out and did that. I was like, Moxley... Yeah, the the always the, the weird mox dance. They, that should be yeah. a trend. Someone started TikTok trend. Everyone dance like mox. <laughs> but um, he came out, did it, and then like it became everyone immediately wanted to kill that motherfucker. Everyone wanted yeah. to kill oh, that dude. It was it like was... the nineties ECW. They were mad. They were throwing shit. Dude, they were throwing shit. It, there was, I mean, it looked like a war zone, man. There was just shit flying through the air every which direction. And that's, but that's you can't get that type of heat. Like that's. He and that's the thing. I feel bad for him. I think everyone's kind of hating on him because they're just like, "Oh, he's the he's this type of guy in art in this company." He legit got X Pac heat without being like X Pac. He got right. heat by doing everything correctly, and um, mm. everything he done is, is done has been perfect. It's been funny, um, but then yeah. now he dropped the title, and I think and that two mocks, of, ironically, yeah, yeah. And the only thing that sucks about that is. Is I think Zachary. I wish he would have had more fun with it because he could have mainly. He could have been probably one of the top ten PWI wrestlers of the year if he would have. And that's a mm-hmm. strong statement to say. But well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I still think he can go. I mean, I still think like him. I mean, him and Mox may have like a like he can get his rematch. Yeah, because like, I know Mox. right now he can't, can't take bookings. I think that's why he dropped the titles. He doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of time for that 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 company's bookings. He's like, oh, I got all these other things to do, which makes me sad because. I think that'd have been great if he would have even used that in real life and been like, "I'm like Brock Lesnar now. I come when I feel like it." You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of things I could have done to have him keep the title and still be an ass, but I like him. I like his wife more, but I like him. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, the hot mess. 
But um, mm-hmm. so Zach Daddy, okay. I'm more, I was always more of a Kurt Hawkins guy. Yeah. Until like, I still am a Kurt Hawkins guy. I just wish they used yeah. him better. I loved him when he was with Vance Archer. I loved him when he was with uh, uh, Tyler Rex. I, like the mm-hmm. Gate Crashers and like the stripper gimmick for like the night. I loved all that. I've always liked Kurt Hawkins. I thought he was, he always was like a, for a long time he looked like a four boys AJ Styles because he had the same cut hair. The same God, time, yes, the no, I know what you're talking about, like, yes. But I was like, I like Hawkins. And I, some of his moves, I feel like those are moves I would use. I love his Canadian back trip where he'd run out of the ring and he'd elbow him in the shin, they'd fall over. I love one night yeah. stand. I love that move. That's legit. That was my re- finisher in every wrestling game it was in. It's always been that. Like, I've always yeah. liked Kurt Hawkins' moves. He's just, he's like an innovator, and I like his work. And I don't know. And he was an edgehead. I mean, come on yeah. now. Sag Rockets too, yeah, but come yeah, on. Got to represent the edgeheads. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, anyone anyone else on your list? Any honorable okay, mention? Okay, so I, I, I just thought of one. Um, we'll, so I, I real quick, we're going to put the Jurassic Express, Orange Cassidy, uh, and uh, the Lucha Bros on that list sure. of current. And I'm going to I'm gonna make my honorable mention. My I'm, I'm giving myself one honorable mention. I'm giving it to Suicide. Or manic, which TNA. which one though? The OG one. So, the, the OG, like whenever Daniels, he came in, Kazarian. like it, yeah, yes, whenever he came in on the like the zip line, because I remember having that TNA Impact video game, the game. and I remember, yeah, that game slapped. The controls on it were so complex though, but like I remember whenever like because that was the thing. It was the first time that like a video like that character was in a video game first and then debuted. Like in the ring, which was great. So like, it was awesome. Like I remember, I forget what pay per view it was, but he debuted at a pay per view and he like, and he had the coolest theme song. It was awesome. But cool so he came, sure, yeah. yeah. So he came in on like the zip line and he gets to the ring. He like unclips it and then he just beats everybody to beats the shit out of everybody. Uh, I remember that. I was like, go ahead. Yeah, and then um, and then like the, I think it was like the next Impact was on Thursdays. Yeah, Impact was like on Thursday. Thursday. So then, like, on Thursday, they're doing, like, the recap, like, at the beginning of the show from the pay-per-view. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's suicide! He's from the game! He's from the game! That's dope. But, uh, so, so I actually met... Let me see if I can't find the photo. Um, I met... So Suicide has gone through... Man, he's gone through, like, like a shit ton of people that have carried that character through. For the first two was, like, Daniel day. Kazarian. Because then it was, like... Uh, yeah, it was Daniels and Kazarian were the first two main ones. Yeah. And, like... There's a TJP, bunch of like, dressed up as him. Like, TJP hit it once. Yeah, he became manic because he had the mask that had his hair showing. Yeah. Half and half. There's someone who is now. Um, remember when Manic and Suicide were teaming up for a little bit? I don't know if they're still teaming yeah. up or not. Probably not. I don't watch Impact very much anymore. But they teamed yeah. up. I thought that's kind of weird. <laughs> right, right. Got to hear it is. But. There you go. Now, he's always had a cool mask. That's one of the best yeah. masks. You know who it was underneath? Um, shit. I would, I, I mean, if I looked back at the card, because, like, there was one guy on that card that, it, I mean, obviously it was him. So that guy, he wrestled twice that day for that card. Okay. So he wrest, yeah. So he wrestled once his, I forget what his name was, but he wrestled there was once a his dad. Yeah. And then he wrestled once his, his suicide. But... I know, I know I said I'm only giving myself one honorable mention. I'm giving myself two because I was going through photos and I saw someone else. Shark Boy from TNA. Give me a show, yeah. 
Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. He he's awesome. No, he. I got to talk to him backstage at the show, at the show he uh, that I was working when he was on it. He's Tuck. such a cool guy, man. Uh, I actually I actually interviewed him for uh, for a documentary that I made about pro wrestling. Awesome guy, man. He's so really? he's so fun. Yeah, I'll just send you that link too. Um, well, he's, yeah, he comes man. to our town a lot. Dude, he's 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 so cool. And he's just he's so fun because he really gets into the gimmick. I, I, people are gonna notice this trend. I really love gimmicky characters. I see that on the nineties like, wrestling. Just, been, the early nineties wrestling should have been your thing too. Oh, that, dude, that, I love those gimmick characters, man. Like the, the like uh, uh, what was that dude's name? Uh, the 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 goon and all the other characters that were all like either either ho- like hockey stars or dumpster people. No, I remember the, that. Like they had so many just yes. the big bosses. They were the they, they all like the mid carters were like like the like the mid carters and jobbers were like these really bad gimmick characters. Yeah, that was that was the epitome of like ninety. You're like the Brooklyn Brawler. The he was Repo cool. Man. Yeah, don't talk about him. Repo Man. <laughs> there was just so many fun characters from that. No, dude, I I love gimmick characters, man. It's it's fun because like you get to see people take like kind of do their own thing and kind of see how like they like their imagination. And like their own storytelling kind of takes place in that. Oh yeah, well, there's a lot of really cool gimmicks. There was a, the magician one. Was it Phantasm or Fantasimo in the '90s? He 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 wrestled like one match, and his gimmick was he was a, a magician. And he did some yeah. cool stuff in the ring, and I thought that could be a gimmick that could work. Was one, I wish, of course, I wasn't alive then, but watching in hindsight, I'm like that would have been a cool right, gimmick. Right, right. Progress, but I digress. Never happened. But um, so horns Hornswoggle's on your list. All right. I, uh, I, I had I had to make the, I had to make the bold play episode one. We're gonna put. I loved Hornswoggle, man. Oh my god, I liked Finley. I did like Finley. Finley was great. I did like Finley. Finley did good uh, good stuff. So all right, I guess I'm gonna give you my all time list, and you did okay. it by decade. So I'm gonna try to do mine by decade. Um, 80s. It's it's Roddy Piper. That's it, fair. It's, it's the hot That's rod. Pi- hot rod was hot, great. Great matches. And to me, he's another wrestler that transcended wrestling into. He was an actor. He got to do cool stuff. He was, he was someone that everything he, he didn't break kayfabe a whole ever really. And one of my favorite things is he did an interview and someone said that pro wrestling was fake, and he took off his pants and showed his uh, his uh, metal hip and got mouthed yeah. the interviewer. And I thought that was brilliant. But everything about him, he's so he was so genuine. He was the type of guy that would make you could could make you mad real quick. And like his, even even if he did partial blackface, I still think everything he did was great. <laughs> like yeah. I, I loved that. I loved it still. But yeah. uh, I just I like Roddy Piper. He was just one of them wrestlers that Man, yeah, he I was, feel like he, he was awesome. Get, he didn't get to the top where he should have been. Like if he would have been a wrestler now, he would have been a multi world champion. Oh yeah. To me, even though his game it's better than. But if he would have been in the ruthless aggression era, the attitude era, and like was really—I mean, he was an attitude era, but he was on the other side. But he would have been the guy. I think he would have yeah. been the guy. He would have had fantastic work. But I've always liked Roddy Piper. The only wrestler, but as a kid, I thought he wore a dress. That's all I was just like, "Why is he wearing a dress? It <laughs> right. sounds funny." But he was awesome. I, I, lo- um, I love the I love the kilt. It's it's just so iconic. And then like I, I his one of his quotes. Is one of my favorites when you all get the or when you finally get the answer, I change the question. That's one of my favorite quotes, like uh-huh. unrelated to wrestling of all time. It's just, just a it's just a, a neat quote. And you get all, you finally right. get the answer, I change the question. Great. Uh, '90s, it's Michaels, it's Shawn Michaels. That, that that's, that's valid. when to me 
he, I mean, early 90s to all the way through, it, that to me, that was his golden spot, even though I loved his work from about 2007 to about when he retired. I think that was his other sweet spot. But 90s Michaels, even though he was a probably complete ass backstage, could do no wrong to me. And actually, yeah. that's why my mom actually hates Shawn Michaels. My name is Deshaun Michael, by the way. My middle name is Michael. Um, I told her, I said, why'd you do me after him then? And she always thought he was a backstabber. Always, always said, oh he's God. a backstabber. He's an ass. Yeah, I know. And my mom hates that. But um, he was always my favorite. I remember one time getting caught dancing, doing his little gyrating stuff, being like 10. Yes. And no. my, mom, my mom looked at me like, what in the hell is wrong with you? That's so funny. But he was he was always doing one to be. I always loved the super kick because of him. Like everything about him, his, his theme yeah. was great. His look was great. His attire was all over the place. Oh, dude, he he was always fitted head to toe. Oh yeah, like legit. We need to bring back some of his tires and wear them now too. It's another thing I feel like. And them chandelier. <laughs> get, get, get the get the oh dude the chandelier earrings man. Like with like the, with the circle glasses around his nose. And like oh, it's iconic, the, man. The, the knit cap that's all mirrored pieces. Yes, they were all great. Everything like just he was another guy that he was ahead of his time because he was a smaller guy but he could do athletic stuff he didn't do it a lot yeah. he was a great technician and he was just a great showman and i feel like like that he was just great everything he did was gold he wrestled vader and it was fantastic not saying vader's a bad wrestler vader's great actually in japan he did way better he was used better but he made he fought michael or uh, vader he fought nick foley he fought taker everything he did was great so mm-hmm. that's my 90s guy he's actually um of course if i had to pick you'll see later i'll talk more about michael's later yeah. Um, who else is in the 90s? I'm not, I, okay, this is a 90s, 2001, but I'm going to say more 2000s. I love, okay, one more 90s. Mick Foley. Forgot. Mick Foley. I'll, I'll put Foley on my list, too. I was thinking yeah. about that as we were going. I was like, I forgot Mick Foley. Like, Mick Foley's like, Mick Foley's, Foley's baby boy. I have always Mrs. liked Mrs. Foley's baby boy. Mrs. Foley's baby boy. I've always liked him because um, he's another guy that's done so many different gimmicks. Everything he does is so uh, so great. I loved his mankind, like the OG mankind, like where it was oh, OG mankind was great. And like, but I loved McFoley's work. Even I lo- one of my favorite matches him and Triple H was at Royal Rumble or Royal Rumble one year, and they had like the street fight. But it was Cactus Jack versus Triple H. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Match was fantastic. But uh, McFoley's in the nineties. I have to say him too. Two thousands. This one was technically the nineties, but I think his work in two thousands was better. Eddie Guerrero, man. Dude, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. That's oh my, man! Oh, like every, like, I love me some Eddie Guerrero matches, man. Favorite promo is uh, when he's talking about going down to that dark place and then coming all the way back up again. Um, he's just—he was so genuine, and he was just so freaking great in the ring. And like, he—he he was one of the dudes. He was another guy that I was just like, I wanted to—I I wanted to idolize. I wanted to be like him. That like, right. like it's probably also the reason why I cheated on a lot of stuff and lied a lot growing up too. So I'm not <laughs> wrestling probably not the best influence on my life. But, <laughs> but, but Eddie Guerrero, everything you're not cheating, you're not trying. Like I mean, he right. just he was was like he was suave, he was funny, but he could be serious and like he. And I loved his heel work right before he passed away. That and the gangsta lean song. Come on now, yeah. that song was fantastic. And then, same era, Chris Benoit. 
always going to be yeah. one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Benoit and Eddie, they were they were my dudes too. Um, ben, my, one of my favorite WrestleMania matches was WrestleMania 20, Triple Threat for the World Championship. Mm-hmm. Benoit, Michaels, and, and H. Um, I just it sucks that you know things happen in yeah. life and things seem to him kind of like he's not going to be mentioned on a lot of the people's list or be in the Hall of Fame. But Benoit, I mean, he's he's my dude. He was he was another guy like. If I could have picked any wrestler to be trained by, it would have been him. That would have been the yeah. guy. I want to be trained by Benoit. Even though he wasn't the best talker, but he was a good talker when it meant something. He was like Bret Hart that way. Bret Hart wasn't a great talker, but if his pro, like if he had something to really say, it was emotional. Same for Benoit. Um, 2000s, Christian Edge, duh. Mm-hmm. The, everything they do has been gold. I like Christian more so than Edge. Yeah. Um, but I love Edge's rated our work. Um, I was always him when we pretended to wrestle in the backyard. That was my guy. I liked being a little bitch. I like. I thought Edge was a little bitch back then, but it made. <laughs> but it worked. And he wasn't really that way. He was just kind of like. Um, he was just. He was just vicious. He was opportunist. He was a crybaby. He just everything yeah. about a heel. He was. He, he was the perfect heel. Yeah, and I, like that was why I liked him. But I liked Christian because he was like, he was trying to be cool. But he had like you know he got kind of like picked on and another favorite match triple threat match Jericho Christian Cena uh, Vengeance 2005 that was a really good okay. match for the title yeah. and I thought Christian was gonna win and I was like I was hoping for the love of God he'd win it but he didn't um, but Christian's always been my guy I got to meet him he gave me advice mm-hmm. about getting into wrestling and then like the week later he was on backstage and I was like oh my God they should have asked what right, he was doing right. next week but um, here's a little curveball. Um, to two thousands to like modern because he's now he's train he's a trainer now. The Brian Kendrick, I yes. always him. He was one of the guys in two thousand nine. I was like, I thought he was gonna be the next world champion. And actually, he was gonna be champion and champion just scramble for about twenty minutes or fifteen minutes. So technically, he is a former WWE champion. So suck on that WWE dot com. Um, it's real. <laughs> it's then, real to me. And then uh, it's real to me. Then he was cruiserweight champ. When he came back after the cruiserweight tournament, and he, yeah, he just he's so good. His mic skills yeah. are good, great look. And when he's in the ring, like his burning hammer with Koto Ibushi, come on now, that match, that match was fire. <laughs> I don't care what you say. And I'm like, how is he not a world champion? How is he not doing like I don't know? But he had his demons, and that's why things happened the way that he got released. His TNA work was good. You know, I really liked his TNA work. Um, another guy, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, when you said the one to model, I bought Kennedy because I was kind of like, that was supposed to be his thing. And I was, Mr. Yeah. Kennedy, another guy, I just wish he could have. I just felt like he never got the push. He did. Every time he did, it either got injury or it was, or he would, uh, he would get in trouble with the, um, not drugs, but like uh, the fitness policy or whatever. It's so like two, yeah. two times he was like going to get the, the big push, the big rub, and then bam, something happened. Like the, the the bastard storyline was going to be Kennedy. The um, there was another big storyline that was based around him. They changed it on the fly. Um, I think Ben Wall died on the uh, the limo one. That was going to involve Mr. Kennedy to some degree. He was going to be world champion with the money in the bank, and then they were like, "Oh, you're injured." And they find out he was misdiagnosed, and then Edge already got the world championship. So right. <laughs> he just had a very very a big series of unfortunate events that kind of prevented him. But dude could talk. Good, good, good walk, could wrestle. His punches were believable, and the, my this was the small things I liked about him. 
every I remember Undertaker was beating the absolute dog piss out of him, and he, you know Undertaker throws some freaking haymakers. Mr. McKinney was the first wrestler ever to put his hands up. That I noticed yeah. he put his, his he would like he would still take punches, but he would try to block them because he always said mm. it would be dumb. Why would a wrestler just stand there and take punches? And like to me, right. that's the small things that real people think of that work. And to me, he was fantastic. Um, I mean, Styles is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything he did mm-hmm. is gold. But um, that's pretty much my list. Um, other than, of course, my current guys I talked about earlier: Finn, Funk, yeah. Cage, uh, Malachi, Andrade. I like Pac. Pac is fantastic. Moxley's yeah. fantastic. Darby Allen's fantastic. But oh, Darby's but, great. Yeah, there's my. Oh yeah, he's the only guy that like. He's the reason why I started to pay attention to AEW. I saw him do a match. And I was kind of like, "Who is this dude?" And I'm like, and then he's just start killing himself. And then the coffin drop. Such, such, it's almost like a lazy finisher, but it's so cool because he just legit. Well, he he makes it cool. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's I just, love it. It's just, no, it's a cool move. I hope they, I don't know, man. It's just a, and he does it from legit anywhere. And it seems like a move oh that God. would be hard to this... do, but it's not. And that's what makes finishers great is the, the less set up, the better. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's a perfect finisher. He could just do it anywhere. But, but yeah. So, talked about our all-time favorites. We talked about our current favorites. Who's your Mount Rushmore and why? All right, Mount Rushmore. We're gonna go right off the bat. I'm going Flair, Stone Cold, The Rock. Three okay. right there. I'm starting off hot. So there's only one spot left open. Um, let's see. If I'm going all-time Mount Rushmore for professional wrestling. For you. For me, hmm. drum roll, please. I'm, I'm. It's gonna be a little bit of a wild card thing, and it's gonna be very hard to distinguish. But I'm putting ninety, late nineties tag team wrestling. Okay. I get it. So, that was so kind Hardy's of like Hardy's, Hardy's yeah. t- uh, Edgy you know, education. So like that, just like that era of tag team wrestling was just so good. Like I feel like I, you can't just pick one piece from that. Like I just I want to put all of them like like that whole because like I feel like if you take just one piece out of that, I feel like it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to take you know. The Hardy's out, then you just have, you know, 3D, Edge, and Christian. Like, it's still good, but it's not it's not fully there. There's something missing kind of thing. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of have to put it as a whole. Like, you have to group it all as one. So, I'm going I'm going Flair, sure. Stone Cold, The Rock, and then the late 90s, ta- early 2000s tag team wrestling. Okay. That's a very unique opinion. I like it, though. Yeah. Hear it. Uh, double down. We have great opinions. We have unique opinions, and that's the point why us because we give you insight and details that some people might not know or care about. But that's the whole point. Uh, I like that though. I agree with you. Uh, '90s wrestling, not only there, but uh, other companies had great tag team wrestling at that time. There was a lot of bangers in WCW um, that had mm. some good tag team matches. I remember watching. There was a, a ladder match tag team match. It was three count. Um, Air Styles, who was AJ Styles, and Air mm. Paris versus. Um, Three count, I think. And there might have been someone else in that mix of some sort. Or I could be remembering some of the match wrong. But like a lot of them tag teams were fantastic. Um, so I get it. 90s wrestling, 90s tag team wrestling was great. Of course, 
that's where I learned about Edge and Christian was right. That was like the first all of them was um, them doing the TLC spots, the chair spots. Um, mm-hmm. It was all that. So my Mount Rushmore is Michaels for sure. He's OG, him of the crop. It's Punk because he's I feel like overall yeah. he's one of the greatest. Okay. It's probably Eddie and Benoit. Those are my four. That, that that's still me, a most, solid list. Like I know everyone, everyone's gonna be like, well, where's Jericho, where's Undertaker, where's The Rock, where's Stone Cold? But those are the people like I liked, but they didn't make wrestling fun. They didn't. They were made it fun for me, but they didn't make it how Michaels did. They didn't make it how yeah. Punk did. Punk drawn me in with his with his realism of talking. Eddie yeah. Guerrero brought me in with his character work. Benoit drawn me in with his wrestling and Michaels. I don't even explain why Michaels is on my freaking Mount Rushmore. He yeah. he's he's the best. I mean, I mean, you can. I mean, I feel like you can make just like a genuine argument, like not even like a personal thing, but like kind of like a one of those guys, like oh, he could definitely be in there, like yeah. on everybody's list. Yeah, it, to me, if it, people's Matt Rushmore, the general census, if people were like, if we just like as a hundred people, Michaels would probably be on a good chunk of their list. Stone Cold would be a good chunk. I think Flair or Hogan is a good chunk, and then The yeah. Rock. Those are the yeah. four, and Cena might be on people's list now. See, now some of the I'm... younger generation, Cena would definitely be on that list. So like, but, and, like and like I get it. Like C- Cena did, he's done. I mean, uh, uh, so much for for wrestling. Oh yeah, he. That's I mean, another... God, we could do a whole episode just on Cena. <laughs> we, we probably could. Fun fact, guys, we'll have Cena as our guest star that night as well. <laughs> we're ready. If we, we get enough followers, we'll probably harass him into doing it. Um, just hit him up no. on Twitter. Exactly. Hey, dude, can you do like a 10-minute spot? Thank you. Um, I love your work. I don't, actually. I hated him. I hated him for the longest time. Um, I remember going to Raw when I was like my 13th birthday, and I went with four or five of my friends. Every one of them bought a Cena hat, shirt, and necklace. I'm the only one. I bought the magazine. Like, not a magazine, but they have like a freaking collector's edition. It was like, it was like the program. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the program, but it was like... It was like, like uh, I don't know. It was weird. It was this, it was huge, and like it had a full, yeah. full biography of every wrestler on the like from SmackDown on ECW. And it had mm-hmm. a picture and it had their finishers. And I remember opening it up and I saw Punk. I was like, I liked it. I remember liking him. I saw him on like on I think ECW. And I remember mm-hmm. he had the yellow trunks with no stars. Yes, and the had, yellow like, trunks. There. there was no stars. Oh my so god. Yellow trunks. And then I remember looking thumbing through it, and there's a lot of the wrestlers I didn't know were still wrestling. And I liked learning about stuff, but they were all into the Cena stuff. And I was definitely not a Cena guy. My mom was a Cena guy. Everyone else was a Cena guy. I was like, nah, did not care the slightest mm-hmm. bit. But I see his work now and I appreciate his work because as much as people say he can't wrestle, God can wrestle. He can put on a match. He can sell merch. He can do it all. <laughs> yeah, he, he does... And the numbers he puts up, man, is crazy. My so while while we're on the topic, of Cena, one of my favorite Cena moments, like all time, was WrestleMania 34, when he fought the Undertaker, and he's like he's ringside because like the under they built it up, and Undertaker's like, no, I'm not fighting you, and then he you know he's ringside, and the referee comes down, he's like, he's here, he's here, and John's like, he's here, and so then John like jumps the barricade and is like sprinting up the ramp. Mm-hmm. Like to go backstage. It's just, it's the goofiest thing yes. ever. I remember that whole, I forgot about that whole thing. Cause then Cena's yeah. out there watching like Mustafa Ali's match. He's like, oh, they, they, they keep, they keep cutting. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, and then the ref the comes out. He's like, he's like, here. The Undertaker is here. And then he just, I mean, he's like sprinting up the ramp, like, like right past, because it was like right after the women's match, right after Charlotte won. He sprints because Charlotte's still on the ramp, and he sprints past her. I forgot about that. It was so goofy. He, he's, well, he can make it work though. And that's yeah. not gonna lie. Overall, was okay. Like mm-hmm. it, it did its, it did its, it did what it needed to do. Undertaker kill Cena for a bit. <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. what happened. It's like, all right, boys, you got five minutes. Go out there, have a match. You're like, all right, we well, can make it work. Well, we talked about all of our opinions about wrestling. Now let's get into the topic about talking about uh, more opinions about wrestling because that's all we're going to talk about on the show. But we're talking about the most recent pay per view that we both enjoyed. I think overall we both enjoyed. Oh, dude, talk so about, good. Talk all about has- out. Oh, for sure, man. And I think the pay per view did exactly that. It went all out. Dude, it and was think- so good. I think there's a good and bad things about going all out, my friend. Though, but we'll talk at point by. We'll go match by match. We'll start with the card okay. and do an overall thing. So if the first match was like, I uh, the, it, the orange it was Cassidy mere, it, <laughs> Yeah, so the the buy-in was the uh, best friends Orange Cassidy, Jurassic Express. Uh, there was a couple other guys. I don't remember who they were. Um, and uh, they reversed the uh, the Hardy, Hardy, the big the family, yeah, pretty the much Hardy, Hardy Hardy family order, or whatever it was. I forget what they're called, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was a fun match. I mean, like I said, I, I love I love the Jurassic Express and Orange Cassidy, so like I was I was all about it, man. Yeah, Orange kind of. I mean, it was it was a good match overall. Um, some of the dudes are still to me very green, and so mm-hmm. like I, I this match was kind of like harder to get into, but like, but this these two they're gonna they're all gonna be great. And they're all a solid already, but a lot of them I'm still kind of not invested in because they're still yeah. fairly new to me. But Orange, Orange was in there. He did the hot tag, cleared house, cleared house, and he's one oh, of the. Great. He, he's always the one to me. Like when you, when you watch a movie or you watch dance, well, dancing specifically, you'll always gravitate towards one person. You never look at the whole show. Orange yeah. to me is that one dancer that's a little better than else. I always watch his work, and I'm always looking at him and seeing what he's doing because he does little minor things, but. Orange yeah. is great. Uh, Luchasaurus, of course, is great, and the best friends are too. But overall, it was an okay match. Just um, it was man, those those like multiple man, the, like those like, eight man, or, yeah, like the eight man, like ten man tag team matches are just hard to they're hard to put on like a match of the year contender because there's just there's always so much going on. Like you clear house like three times in the match so that someone can get their big like tope. Yeah, it's always different. they're always a little predictable. Yeah. Because then they're always doing this either slow build, everyone clears out, everyone does a suicide dive, they come in, then they mm-hmm. pretty much restart that formula, and then yeah, it's just, yeah. they're very rhythmic. And yeah. nothing's wrong with that, because they've had some really yeah. awesome multi man tag matches, mm-hmm. but like, it was alright. There, there's def- there's like, definitely a formula to it, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, oh, so we open up. So Miro versus Kingston? Yeah, we, we open, yeah we open the show with, uh, with Miro versus Kingston. Um, uh, this was the only match that I got wrong on my predictions, and it was my only one I was... I'm like, this could go either way. So, yeah, when you texted me, you uh-huh. said you gave me your whole rundown. I think yeah. you did get your one right. Yeah, no, Except that was the one. only, that was the the only one, one I got wrong. And this is the one I texted you, and I was like, mm-hmm. Kingston's not winning. <laughs> yeah. I was like... Yeah. I was, yeah, Kingston's not going over quite yet, even though I'd be fine with it. Yeah. And I, that was the only one I was kind of like, I don't see it, but it's, it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um... So, match was good. 
It was a good. It was a good technical match. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there would be a lot more like I can't say violence because you got two people that are like like Miro is legit Herculean strength and Kingston's like a street dog. Legit. He's like a scrappy guy. Yeah. So I thought I was kind of like, well, we'll see where this is go. But actually, it ended up being more technical than I thought it would ever would have been. Um, which is fine. It's a good change of pace because that shows you that it's not predictable. Shows me that. I was thinking one thing and they went a different way. But um, they did get into some heelish tactics uh, towards yeah. the end before the finish. And um, to me, nothing's wrong with not having a clean finish. Definitely when you're a heel. Mm-hmm. So um, I was fine with that. You know, it was, it was a good match. It was it was a good way to start the show. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. It, to me, again, this was one of the. If I had to say this without being mean, this was probably. I see why it was the first match, but it was the weakest match on the card. In the sense of like, other than the pre-show buy-in. Okay. Every other match to me was like, it built up real well. This one was kind of like, it was great. I, I it felt, was great I felt for what the, it was. Yeah, yeah. I, and I thought the, the build happened almost in a week. Because, like, I was watching it Dynamite, was, and then and all of a sudden, Eddie, cause, uh, Eddie was just like, all of a sudden just challenging Miro, and I go, where did that, because, like, did I miss a show? Like, did, did get, was something happen on Dark, or? Yeah, the thing is, I get it. I kind of understand why they did it because the TV titles also like it very, you know, it's every week or you know, it changes really rapidly. Um, mm-hmm. But this one could have had been a little bit better if they had more build up. Like maybe Kingston wanted to fight Miro and Miro kind of pushing him off. Like I'm, you know, I'm God's team. I don't need you. You're some yeah, yeah. some trashy hillbilly. And like they could have built some around that. Maybe then Kingston's like, you know, F you, I'm going to fight you the pay-per-view and there's no way of getting around it. Right, but right. they kind of was like, in about a week and a half, which it was it was still a good match, but it was... Yeah, on, was on, a, on a star-studded, like, stat card like this, it, it did kind of get was, lost in the shuffle yeah, a little bit. It did. It was one of the weaker matches, but it's okay. And then... Um, so we, the had, uh, match, we had Moxley Kojima. Okay. And that match... It was a good match. It was, it was a good match. This was probably... My one of my favorite matches on the card mm-hmm. because it was it was it was a slow build match, but it was it was very good. Um, John has been putting on some good matches with international talent lately. Yeah, some of his matches with other WWE uh, not WWE guys, but normal indie guys. I'm kind mm-hmm. of like eh, but the minute you get in there with some strong style guy, he's oh like, dude, Mox Mox guy. loves that strong style man. That that's right up his alley. Just this. Old school, just go in, let's beat the, the hell out of each other for 20 minutes and call it a day, yeah. So this this is probably one of the matches I thought, when I even saw the card, I thought that's probably going to be the show stealer one. It wasn't, mm-hmm. but it was a match that I, I it's probably one of, the more, my, one of my more favorite matches to watch on the card. I might yes. give the second watch because there was probably some stuff I really missed on it, but I did mm-hmm. like the match overall. And not only that, but uh, here, uh, here what, Hiroshi, Hiroshi, is that uh, who is it? Hiroshi. The guy that debuted. Oh, uh, well, it was Hiroshi Kojima, I think, was yeah. the guy's name that was in the match. Um, Minori Suzuki was the guy who who debuted. Yeah. <laughs> say say it one more time. You were breaking in and out. Uh, the guy that debuted. What was his name? Suzuki. Who came out and just actually started beating the hell out of Mox? Oh, dude, so, they just started beating the hell out of each other. It was awesome. So then we got the set, the build up for the next John match, which which I is Wednesday. Another, 
I know, which is cool. I'm glad they're doing that, doing a little earlier than well, normal. Well, it's, it's, it's awesome that like we're getting that, but it sucks because it's in Cincinnati, and I can't go. I know my buddy, two of my, three of my friends are going, and I never, I didn't buy tickets. I was kind of like, yeah, I'll wait. But and then like all of this stuff, like this fallout from from All Out, it's all getting addressed in Cincinnati, and I can't go, and I'm so yeah. upset because I was on the fence. I was like, I was like man, it's like, it's like, oh, they'll be back in town, and then I didn't realize it's the it's the first show from back from All Out, so all this shit's gonna happen, and I'm not gonna be there. And I'm so upset with myself for not buying those tickets. Well, you know they're always gonna come back. Yeah, I mean, you know, be back. they're always gonna come back. So. But, but great match. I loved it. Um, like I said, it was just good old school. Just beat the hell out of each other, strong style. I I love I love the international matches like that. I love strong style. It just it looks oh, for sure. it gives a, it gives a more like a more realism to it than than a normal like a normal match. Yeah, for sure. Um. Next match was Brett. Was was it Brett Baker's match? Was next. Uh, Stat uh, Statlander. Yeah, I th- I can't remember if it was her or if it was the tag match because the tag match was early. Yeah, it might have been the tag match. It might. I the think tag- the tag match was next actually. And, the, like I said, the tag went on super early because I I had the tag match going on third to the end, like right before Punk in the in the. Uh, the AEW match between Kenny and, and Christian Cage, and then they they went on like third man. I was like, holy shit! I was like, why are they going on third? And then the match happened, and I go, that's why they went on third. The build it, it's it, that that match did deliver in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, it was not a wrestling match though. Oh that no, match, I I, I knew it wasn't gonna be a it wasn't gonna be a wrestling match. That was just spot high best. spot after high spot after high spot. Like, I mean. I mean, with those two, though, like, that's kind of you go into it expecting that kind of a match. Like, that's every match they've yeah. ever put on has been that kind of a match. Sure. And um, and I kind of I have such a hard time getting into – spot matches are awesome for one thing. For the spots, you get to really enjoy, like, them doing crazy stuff and outdoing it. But when you see them do a lot of – when you've seen ten spots in the whole world and there's only ten spots and they keep doing ten spots, I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah. This one was very different because they did do a lot of innovative stuff. Uh, one of my favorite things was the shoe, like the the. Freaking oh my the god, shoe. the thumbtack shoe! So when it, so whenever they threw the bag up over top of the cell, first of all, I didn't think the bag. Whenever he tossed it, I was like, "There's no way he's getting that over that cage," because that cage was huge. It yeah. was so tall. Like, oh my god! Also, yeah. another little. Uh, we were talking about this at the watch party we had at my place. Um, that like in WWE, the cage when it goes down, it goes down right against the ropes. Well, this cage went against the edge of the ring, like mm-hmm. all the way down to the floor. So they had room to do spots, you know, into the ropes, you know, through the ropes, go down yeah. into the like it, it gave it, it gave it a little bit of room. It was like almost More kind depth. of like a it was kind of like a hell in the cell feel. And also, yeah. I don't know if, if a lot of people realized it, but I I absolutely had the utmost respect for the poor soul that drew the short straw that had to stand in the corner with the broadcast camera on his shoulder, just like this. Tucked in the corner of the cage, and he's and because I because I, we were watching like the some of the um, this this is when my when my techie comes out a little bit. Uh, whenever they would go into that corner cam, I was like, oh my god, they got a bird dog camera on that. So a bird dog camera is just like this little camera. It's about it's about yay big. It's really small, but you can control it remotely. And they they did they did have one on there um, because they did it a couple times in, later in the in the show where they would go to the corner and that you would see it move. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they did mm-hmm. they do have they do have a camera there. 
And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I was like, I, I cannot, like, I'm so glad to see that, like, that's getting used in, like, the world of professional wrestling because it's a really cool piece of technology. Uh, and then it cuts to a shot for, like, someone shooting in, and I just see a dude with, like, he's tucked in like this, as, like, tight as he can possibly be. And you're like, with a broadcast camera like this. <laughs> just, like, technology. praying to God. Praying to God he doesn't get absolutely destroyed. And I, I just I started laughing because it was yeah. so funny. So I, was, I was like, that guy just drew the short straw for the broadcast. But what am I doing today? You're getting in there. <laughs> what? So it's okay. like, yeah, you, you know the absolute bloodshed fest that is the the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros where they're going to beat the hell out of each other? You're going to be in the ring for that. And he goes, oh, wait. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, so whenever uh, whenever they go to throw the bag over, like I, said, I didn't think it was going to get over because that cage was so tall. But it, he gets it over first try, which good. Like that was impressive. Like I said, that that cage was huge. They get it over, and because of because of uh, God, what was his, what's his name? Is it Brandon Cutler? Brandon Cutler. Yeah, Brandon Cutler. So because yeah. he did the thing, the gimmick one time when he did the bag of holding, and he threw all the D and D dice out. Yeah. I thought he. I thought they were doing that. I thought they were doing the bag of holding. So I'm I'm expecting D and D dice to come out. And here comes the uh, the the cactus jack shoe, super kick, with the yeah. thumbtacks. So which which, which I, I thought was so awesome in the sense of like, I liked that. I liked the gratuitous violence. I liked the I liked the, the odd weapons and like that was one thing I was kind of like, okay, the match has me back on. Yeah, I'm in, in, yeah. They did yeah. that. I wish I liked spots, but when they did that, I was like, that's different. That's yeah, cool. like, I'd never seen then, anything like but that. It also, but it was also painful to watch. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. This spot with Penta in the corner. Just, my <laughs> God. When he's just, like, stuck to the shoe, and he's like, ah! Oh, my God. That, it was it was, it was was hard to watch, man. But, no, it was, and that was one of the... Man, things, like, it was... They were just... Ma- masks were torn. Blood was everywhere. People, dude, it was, was just casualties. Right. And I get it. It's kind of reminiscent of the '90s tag team wrestling because really back then they weren't really they weren't spot spots back then. But when they had the TLC matches, that's how them tag teams became. Yeah, became that's how they put. I mean, they wrestling. put all themselves on the map. With, with and think with about it, every one of them wrestlers ended up becoming almost all of them became world champions in different companies because think about it, '90s they established themselves anything they could get over. And then they uh-huh. like pretty much rode that. This is pretty much what Penta, Phoenix, and the Young Bucks are doing. They're pretty yep. much recreating that '90s so aura mm-hmm. and feel. To they're putting tag team wrestling back on the map. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's why I can really appreciate both of them. But this match was not. Um, it was just legit. This was like a, a human demolition derby. Like Evil Knievel would have done the shit. It was this just a was lot of stuff. the this was the match at the house where we were all just like. We were just on edge the whole match because, like, there was there was near fall after near fall, kick out after kick out, spot after spot. It was just high energy start to finish. Like we, I lost my voice, you know, an hour and a half into the show, and I still had so many matches left to go. It was it was I know. wild. You were you were you were losing your voice. Oh, dude, it was it was such a good match. We were we just couldn't believe what we were watching. It was that to me that was my match of the night. Was was the tag team cage match. That was your highlight of the match of the night. That that was my that was my match of the night. It was just it was so good. But um, that, yeah, I liked it. It was it was entertaining. Um, the women's match was next, or was it the battle royal? Was the women's match? Women's match was, was first. Yes, women's match was first. So we had the women's okay. match. Um, 
With Statlander and with Statlander, which that was the that was the first time I'd seen Statlander, and um, she was cool. Like I thought, I thought it was a good match overall. Yeah, I love Britt. I think she's one of the best women wrestling, and I hate and I don't want to say that because she's with Cole, but like she really, she she's another character. Like she personifies her gimmick. It becomes almost like listening to her annoys me. I mean, she's doing a wonderful job. Like uh, her promo works. I think her promo work is. One of the better ones I've seen in a while. Like I like mm-hmm. Bailey a lot in WWE, and she's really yeah. embodies her character. Rit embodies hers as well. Match was good. I love her freaking finisher. I love that freaking finisher. Oh, the, so, the, the, so, the lockjaw. Yes, and it doesn't really make sense, but I buy it. Like yeah, like it's like the mandible claw. It's like that kind of like disbelief move. But you're kind of yes. like it works, and she just yeah. I, I really like her a lot. I like Brit. Match is good. She's not done a really a bad match yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see who she's going to be fighting next. So yeah, I mean, because I mean, going <laughs> going into that, because I think after that was was it Jericho MJF? Yes, was it the Battle Royal? Was it about, was it? I MJF? think I think there was a break. I think it was Jericho MJF then the Battle Royal. This I remember we can just talk about it, but just before the even match starts. Music or music, kind of like the the Titantron goes up, and it's the old school Y two J countdown. Yeah. And then it 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 kills. It goes to zero. Black Jericho's last match, and none other than the best heel in the damn business, MJF walks out. And my God, what a what a what a twist that was. No, oh, I did like that. It just he's another guy. I'm not super into him yet. I'm not gonna lie. A lot of people give him a lot of praise. I still yeah. kind of, um, I don't think he's the best on the business currently. Yeah. I feel like he has potential, but he does a lot of stuff, minor things. Like he, when the day he wore the white shirt and it had, he was making fun of Jericho's like '90s when he was in WCW, he had like the white yeah. T-shirts that he drew on. I thought that was clever. He does a lot of small detail stuff. Uh-huh. I like that. This is one of the things that seemed really cool um, with MJF. I like his work. But I feel like he's a little he gets a little too high of praise right now. But he yeah. could prove me wrong. If he's that. guy yeah. on Twitter, he would demolish me. If I said this and he heard this, he would demolish me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so I'm, hopefully I'm Jack, if you're hearing this. Um, I am a big fan of yours now. Please don't block me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but then, no uh, man, I, I loved I loved the false finish where uh, where Jericho puts his foot on the rope, we still get the three count and they go it was the first time I saw them go to like to the review, like they went to the and they're like, no, 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 it was actually his yeah, foot was it, on the rope. Like I hadn't seen that before. It, I mean, if, a, it, if it had happened, I hadn't seen it in a long time. Where like, yeah, they had a, a second referee come out and like, actually, no, you like, you missed it. We're gonna restart. I think the last time, and, and what's funny, it's happened in Jericho's career. I believe it happened when he won the WF Championship from Triple H on SmackDown years ago, Raw, he won it, and they had to reverse the decision, so that's a dusty finish. Pretty yeah. much, it's like, go to the tape. Dusty finish, go to the tape, because we have yeah. to went double check for sure. Yeah, so that I was, like it was that. A, it was a good match. Um, I mean, th- those two put on a great match, like, no matter what's going on. Like, that's just, they, they work really well together, and it's and it's kind of a shame that it's the last time we're going to see them work each other, because I, I could watch those two fight for the rest of their careers. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Out of all the things they've done against each other, I really my favorite thing is still the musical with them two. That's still my yes. favorite thing is them both singing. Beat up a Moxley. Yeah, that's still my favorite thing. I don't mm. know. Their matches are good though. But um, 
So, I don't know. Uh, it was just overall, it was a good match. Probably wasn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't their best work, but it was good. Yeah. Was good. But then we move over to the um, the uh, women's battle uh, royal casino or casino battle royal. Um, man, it uh, that whole concept. You called this. Of, I, I did call it. Um, Confusing. Yeah. <laughs> It's so like I I don't understand like the because like they bring they draw like the cards and they bring like six people in at a time so it's kind of it's kind of weird but um it but it's it's also it kind of works because yeah. it just gets you it just gets you like right into the action immediately and it's cool because like they have the wild card spot or the Joker spot so they could do returns like Ruby Soho so like yeah, it works it works perfectly would you call I did tell you, I, I had, I had, I had either, I had Ty Conti or Ruby Soho. And the only reason I said Ty Conti was because she's been getting a lot of TV time. She's only had one loss in her career, at least this year, I believe it is. She only has one loss yeah. this year. So, like, they've been they've given her a big push. But I think they're going to feud her her and um, Anna Jay with Penelope Ford and the Bunny. They've been kind of building that art, that angle. So, which like, I love but, Penelope I, I, Ford. Yeah, they're great. So much. But, I'm in love with her, probably. It's fine. Yeah, dude, I got... He's hot, too. It's fine. I'm in love. Yeah. But, no, the, the, <laughs> Ruby Ruby got a huge pop. It was awesome to see. Like, she she almost couldn't get on the ramp because she was getting ready to start, like, bawling her eyes out, which was... It was cool to see her, like, actually appreciated, like, in the world of wrestling by, like, everybody. Like, everybody was is. so excited. She, when she first got signed to NXT, I was pumped. I was yeah. so pumped. Because uh, I've always liked her work. And um, she's a, she's a Hoosier girl. She's from more, she's a, from Indiana, where I'm from. Yeah. So I, I gotta respect my Hoosier gal. Yeah. And but she looked she looks great, mm -hmm. great gear, kicked ass in the ring. But like, uh, no, Ruby's fantastic. Yeah. Now the final four that was uh, Ty Conti, uh, Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, and uh, Ruby uh, Soho, and it came down to Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho. I, I I can watch those two fight forever. My God, they they worked great in the ring. They're oh yeah, Thunder Rose is great. She's she puts on great stuff too. She's not a, one of the best, I think, but right yeah. now. And then but, next was Punk and Allen. Hang on, I'm trying to was think. it Paul and QT? Paul, no, it was Punk. It was Punk and Darby. I believe, unless I'm missing one. No, it was, it was Punk. It was Punk and Darby. Um, good match. I like the story they told. They started out where. Darby was just running all over the place. Punk was struggling to keep up. So it was kind of yeah. like breaking the ring rust off. And then by the end of it, Punk was outsmarting Darby. I It's a simple spot, but my favorite spot in that entire match was when Darby goes to do the coffin drop and Punk just sits up. And that then Darby goes dope. right by him. I was like, I was like, that's such like, like it's going to get overlooked. But it's just such a simple spot. That it made all the difference because it's like it's the veteran move. He's like instead of like rolling out of the way, he just sits up and Darby goes flying by. Because then Punk just kind of looks into the camera like the, like the Punk that we all know. Yeah. Um, uh, I. It was a little underwhelming just because like I know what Punk can do, but also it like it is his first match back. I know we're gonna, get, we're gonna get. I. I mean, I Darby did. I feel like carried a lot of that match to the uh, for the. For a good chunk of it, and then. You know, once they started, you know, got, you know, they told the story of the breaking the ring rust. You know, once Punk kind of got, you know, his, his sea legs back, it was, it was fine. I mean, it was a good he match. He was solid. It was one of the matches that, this was the purest form of wrestling on the mm -hmm. whole card. Like, this was a true, this was a professional, yeah. professional wrestling match. And I liked this match. Um, it, I think Punk was rusty. There was a couple times where I got worried that he was doing stuff. And I could tell Dar Darby was carrying it. The finish, to me, Darby carried 
almost that finish almost got messed up, and Darby saved it when he went yeah. for the Hurricanrana. He flipped him in the fireman's carry. Yes, looks like Punk went to go step. I think he went too early, and then Darby's like, "I got it." <laughs> it's like yeah, flopped yeah. over. It. I watched that two or three times. I'm like, man, that's that was that was clearly like dude, mm. he was kind of jumping the gun, but uh, and I. I also like the uh, this is the callback to the Money in the Bank match where Punk catches him early in the match. GTS yeah. Darby falls out of the ring. I was yeah. like, oh, it's the callback. I was like, I love it. Yeah. Such but a good also, spot. Also, one thing I liked, one thing I liked Punk did is he didn't care if he would win by countout. <laughs> he was fine with it. Right, he, right. He was like, I'm fine with this. Like, you know, yeah, it's like dub's a dub, man. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, man. it was a good match. Um, then you had Paul White. Uh, QT Marshall. I don't know. Yes. It, w- it went longer than I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like a two-minute squash. I mean, it was a five-minute squash. I forgot that this match was on the card. Yeah, we, when we got to the end. And, and, and main door. Yeah, this was... Yeah, this, this was like the weakest. I, I had this as my opener on the card. And then it was second... I, I mean, it was the whole, like, it's riding cool the high of Punk, and then, you know, you got to come down and do a cool five-minute squash. Before we get to the main event, I'm not even talking about that match. It was nothing. I mean, Paul squashed him. It um, was boom. That was pretty much it. It was, it was five minutes, boom, smack, 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 choke slam. It's over. That's yeah. the match. But then we get to Kenny Omega, um, Christian Cage, the AEW world title. This match um, was awesome. Dude, it those two it. are fantastic. They're It's the Canadian they're blood, baby. It's the Canadians. They know how to wrestle something in the water. So I got really nervous. During that table spot, when I saw yeah. the leg poke through, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my God, Christian just broke his!" I'm like, "He just broke his hip," because the way the, the spot he landed, and then you see, like, whenever he came up, he had like d- like double red spots like on like his side. So, but yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like, "Oh my God, he just killed himself!" Because it was the obviously the table was set up like this, and it should have been set up like that, so they fell through it like that, but. It just was that spot was like I was like ah. I was like guys was, let's was like, you're not spring chickens anymore. But it was a good, it was a good match, man. They uh uh they they worked the back a lot, which I love because uh you know Kenny's finisher he's got to pick him up. So there was a couple times you know he, Christian was really working the back, and then he goes to pick and Kenny goes to pick him up, and then he can't. He starts grabbing the back. Man, I I love. I love that stuff like that, man. I love that old school storytelling. It's, it's the veteran. It's the veteran, like what you said about Punk and Darby doing yeah. the subtle things to you, showing that he's it's the subtle. veteran. And Christian's like, "I'm gonna work the backs." The minute you try mm-hmm. to do your one legged angel, you're like, "You won't be able to do it." You know? Yeah, because like, and it was uh, and kind of backtracking real quick. Now I'm talking about this. I meant to mention it during um, the MJF Jericho match. Jericho kept working uh, the back of MJF, and MJF kept working the left arm because yeah. so that, that's. So, like, if you really knew what was happening, you knew the Judas effect wasn't going to be the end. The ending was going to be submission by Lion Tamer or Walls of Jericho because Jericho had worked the back the entire match. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's little key things like that that I, I, just, I really appreciate as a fan. That, like, it, it really helps. It, like I said, it brings a sense of realism to it, and I, I really, really enjoy it. Oh, for sure. And then, um, great match, man. Um, Kenny, Kenny will end up on Botchamania this week. It's okay. Um... I thought I thought he did a really good job of of saving that, um, mm-hmm. but it it was it was still a cool spot. But um, you know, Kenny goes over, no surprise there. Um, yeah, 
I was hoping for Christian, but I knew Christian. Could I mean, that was. I, I knew. I, yeah, I knew there was no way since Christian was Impact uh, Champion that he was. They were going to give him the AEW uh, strap as well. So I mean, no surprise. Kenny goes over. No problem with that. Like I love Kenny. I love Christian Cage. Um, they come out. They bring the Elite out. Beat the shit out of Christian. Here comes the Jungle Express. Orange Cass. Uh, the uh, best friends. They come out, and then the Elite just beats the hell out of them. Kenny gets on the mic. You know, I'm you know best in the world. This best in the world. That. The only people that can beat me are they're not here, retired, or they're dead. Or, or they're dead. And then immediately my mind goes back to th- to four years ago on being the elite when they killed none other than Damn. Adam Cole. The lights Damn. shut Damn. off, and I go nuts because I'm like, oh my god! And then the lights come off, come up, and then the Titantron hits, and it's Adam Cole. And um. So I mean, everybody in the building like was like, "Oh, Adam Cole, he's gonna come out. He's gonna challenge. He's mad at the Bucks for you know for killing them, or for killing him." And then I was watching what I think it was what culture or cultaholic it was one of the two. But someone said something that whenever I went back and watched the clip, I was like, "Oh my god, that's a new little detail." He was wearing Jordans. He was wearing really. He had Air Force Ones on. You know the thing like the Bucks like they yeah. all like they're like. So he, he had like you whenever you get a chance go back and watch the clip he comes down in in, in golden in black Air Force Ones. Oh, so check it was, out. yeah. So like that thing. one was a that was a huge surprise. Like I didn't like I knew eventually we would get Adam Cole, but I didn't know we were gonna get him like that like that soon. Like he just got out of his contract, and then well he had no he had not uh, he didn't have that but he didn't have uh, the no compete clause. clause. Because yeah, because it was the end of his expired. contract. Yeah. Yeah. So um. And then I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, man, no, no, Brian. I was like, cool, okay, cool. We'll get him at, we'll get him in New York, like totally fine. And then all of and then <laughs> the music hits. He's what a music. fucking pop! Oh yeah. my god! Like, like the fans, the fans were going home happy with, with just Cole. Adam Cole. Like they were like, okay, cool. Like we're getting Adam Cole back. Like it's awesome. Like I, I think the the cool thing is I think that they just set them I think they just set up the the uh, tag team trios division because they've got the Bucks and Adam so they've got the super elite again so I think yeah. you may see the six man tag belt soon. Damn right. So, so I have one complaint before we sign off. Yeah. And my complaint is, was it too much? You had Cole, you had Ruby, you had Brian, you had the guy that interfered, but. Moxes, and I had four major the butcher, debuts yeah. or, no, that was, one uh, Suzuki, yeah. And like, and like to me, I feel like Brian is such a—he's not a bigger name than Cole, but Brian kind of overshadowed Cole. So when Cole came, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." And then Brian came out. I think, like, I think that's kind of the point of like the of the story that they're going to be telling. Is like I, I didn't have a problem with it because I think it's it's drawing a lot of people back in. And I mean they're yeah. they're they're going they're going for the throat, man. They are trying to be number I know one. They are. They're 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 signing everybody. And people, some people are like, like, oh, I thought they were gonna build their own talent. And I was like, yeah, they built their own talent. The talent's there. Wrestling, but they've people, also people, got people to get the names. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, this I'm just about like, wrestling though. Go ahead. They all want to like yeah. about wrestling is it's all build your own talent. Well, the thing is about wrestling, you still need other talent. Right. And wrestling, just because they're a former WWE guy doesn't mean they're just a former WWE guy. Cole, Brian did PWG, Ring of Honor, New Japan. Uh-huh. All, like, all. Yeah. So it's just frustrating to me when people mm-hmm. get mad about other wrestlers jumping ships because it's like, don't you still want to see him wrestle? Don't you still want him to right, do this? Right, right. If you were like, 
I don't want any more. It's like it's like, but it's like, but I thought, but I thought you were you were tired of of seeing Roman squash squash everybody. It's like, aren't you tired of the same eleven matches over and over? It's like now we get to see these guys in like a whole new environment. They you know they get to you know yeah we get we get a lot of fantasy booking here. And that's the thing. Um, I'm excited to see. There's a lot of matches I'm looking forward to with Brian and Cole. And um, it was just. It was awesome, but it was a lot. Cole's to me, this was reminiscent of the WCW Wars, the Monday Night Wars, because this is when like Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan yeah. and Mr. Ramon jump ship to the other which, team. Which that, to that's, me, what, course, that, that's what Tony Khan said. He's like, man, it's like I feel like we are prime WCW now. They got the biggest name. They have the dude that was leading the charge in NXT is Cole. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, boom, Cole's now on the other team. They lost the one of the biggest names from NXT to there. There's only been like three or four people that have jumped ship from uh, NXT to AEW. Ever Rise, Adam Cole, which Ever Rise is a tag team. I think they're by 3.0 or 2.0 now. Yeah. And Tino Sabatali, who's a football player that ended up going back to uh, yeah. WWE and they got released again. So there's only mm-hmm. been like three people. And to me, Cole is like, he's, he's like Nash. He's like Razor. Yeah. He's like Hogan. He's the biggest name that jumped yeah. ship. And I bet AWS kicking the shit out of themselves for it. So oh, yeah. it is what it is. And Cole left on top, which is going to piss off everybody. They, they kind of have a tendency that when people are leaving, they kind of not bury them, but kind of like knock them down a peg to hurt yeah. their stock. He left on top, really. Yeah. So unfortunate for them, but it's a good thing for Cole and the AW. But yeah, man, I, I, I still think that that was one of the best pay per views I've ever seen in my life. It was. At no point was I like, oh, this is the piss break match or like anything like that. I was like, I was like, man, it's like I did, I, I, I didn't leave, I didn't leave my seat, like, or I didn't leave my living room the entire like the entire show. Like yeah, it was right. just like I was like it was it was must watch TV. I'm so excited for the future of professional wrestling. Like it's just it's it's a good time to be alive as a wrestling fan. It's just it's gonna yeah, be right. good. Man, well, I, good I, news I, is gonna be a lot more wrestling. Yeah. yeah. There'll be a lot more wrestling to talk about, so that's what we'll have to keep doing. Then if there's more wrestling, we'll keep talking more about it. <laughs> For sure. Man, I know you got to get to work, so we're going to go and sign off. Um, for uh, for Deshaun Kelly, I'm Nicholas Collier. Thanks for tuning in to the Double Down Podcast. We'll catch you next week. See you.